Hello and welcome to Storytime Revolution Daily Devotions. Um, I would like to start by asking the, um, the Holy Spirit to guide me through this, speaking only what he would have me speak, to, um, to shut my lips when I would add something that was from myself and not from him, so that anything here can be guaranteed that it is from the Lord and not from my own self. So may he guide me. I'd like to start with a song, a couple that are near and dear, that remind me to have joy even when even when it feels like there is no joy, and to put that joy on my face so that I don't affect others around me with my grumpiness. So, we're going to do Rejoice in the Lord, um, and then flow right into This Is The Day. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice, for this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I can remember singing those as um, as a child in my grandfather's church, and I liked them then, then, and I enjoy them now. And they're like I said, they're just a good reminder. So in the daily devotions, we have been reading in daily light. In my utmost for his highest, in face to face, volume one, praying the scriptures for intimate worship, and. We were doing the King James Bible. We're going to read it through a chapter at a time. But instead of doing that, I have added um, a devotional Bible, um, my utmost devotional Bible. It's um, an Oswald Chamber devotional Bible. Um, it's something that was given to me by my mother because my, <laughs> my older sister wasn't using it, and so she passed it on. I mean, it's a new King James version, um, and it's a chapter of the Old Testament uh, Psalms, Proverbs, and Old Testament laid out in 365 days, so in a year we will finish it and I will start on, well I need to start on today, but they're marked out daily, so i got to figure out the math, so we may, I'm probably going to pause it and figure out the math, because I didn't do that beforehand, but anyways, daily light to begin with, I was just trying to share what we're doing moving forward, so we have some clarity, this this whole podcast is still a uh, a work in progress, so March 9th, Daily Light. The living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God 
for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. They did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance, because you favored them. There are many who say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. It's pretty clear that unless the Lord is with you, you're going to fail. And that's just the long and short. Now, there are some. I, I think it, I, I can think, I think it just, that's, I think that's just the gist of it. If he's not with you, you're going to fail. End of story. We may look at some people. Um, let's, let's take an eyeball at Bill Gates and, um, and Elon Musk and all these, these, um, great men who, well, we would call them great men. The world calls them great men who seem to have created much and has much wealth and all these things. But when you take a step back and look across the length of time, they're not finished yet. There's much left to be done, to be said of who they are. And it is guaranteed, if they are not following the Lord's pathway, then destruction will be upon them. There's no way to get away from it. We may not see or understand the destruction they're receiving. It could be eternal. Their souls could be ravaging, their bodies afflicted. But it's there, whether they like it or not. My utmost for his highest. March 9th, the time of relapse. Will ye also go away? John 6, 67. A penetrating question. Our Lord's words... Come home most when he talks in the most simple way. I would add that the Lord is simple, and to make him elaborate or complicated is to confuse things. We know who Jesus is, but in spite of that, he says, Will ye also go away? We have to maintain a venturing attitude toward him all the time. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. They went back from walking with Jesus, not into sin, but they relapsed. Many today are spending and being spent in work for Jesus Christ, but they do not walk with him. The one thing God keeps us to steadily is that we may be one with Jesus Christ. After sanctification, the the discipline of our spiritual life is along this line. If God gives a clear and empathetic, empathetic, emphatic, emphatic realization to your soul of what he wants, do not try to keep yourself in that relationship by any particular method. 
but live a natural life of absolute dependence on Jesus Christ. Never try to live the life with God on any other line than God's line, and that line is absolute devotion to Him. The certainty that I do not know, that is the secret of going the, secret, the certainty that I do not know, that is the secret of going with Jesus. Peter only saw in Jesus someone to minister salvation to him and to the world. Our Lord wants us to be yoke followers with him. Verse 70, Jesus answers the great lack in Peter. We cannot answer for others. I would agree. Most wholeheartedly, that the only way to move forward is in complete dependence on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, which was the name his mother gave to him, and the clear direction of Yahweh as he guides, and, and the Spirit as he guides us. In the utter dependence on them, and the surrendering of ourselves in, com in complete submission to God and all that he has for us in every aspect and way so that we only do what the Father wants. That is the way forward, growing ever closer to him, always seeking him, never taking a step back from that to chase anything else. Always, always, always going towards our Father. Okay, we're going to go into face-to-face, uh, -face, praying through the scriptures for March 9th. Adoration. Lord, you are a consuming fire, a jealous God. You are seated on your throne with all the hosts of heaven standing by you on your right and on your left. The heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain you, O Lord. You see, our God is, he is most magnificent, beautiful beyond description, unfathomable in all his depths. We are infant-like, so very infant-like in comparison. We can barely grasp, grasp his majesty and the breadth of his knowledge. So, so how can we pretend in any way that we know what is best? Confession. This is what you, the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, have said. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Father God, Yeshua, Christ, Ruach, which is the Holy Spirit, to search us, search our hearts, convict us of our sin, show it to us so that we can confess it to you in agreement that it is wrong, give it to you, submitting it to you, knowing that there's no way for us to deal with it without you. And repent of it, that is to turn away from it and not to do it anymore. And we thank you 
that if we fail over and over and over and over, even in the same sin, you still have forgiveness for us and still love us and still want us to move forward, persevering and persisting and not giving up. So may this be so in our lives. Renewal. May we do what is good and right in your sight, O Lord our God. May our hearts take delight in your ways, O Lord, and may you remove the places of idolatry in our lives. Change us, Father. Continually change us into the image of your Son. We are the clay, you are the potter. Make us a worthy vessel for the task that you have for us. Petition. May we put away perversity from our mouth and keep corrupt talk from our lips. Yahweh, we ask that you grow our desire to know you and to do and and to do what is right. We would ask for greater love and commitment to Yeshua. We would ask for grace to practice what you teach us and so that we can glorify you in our lives that all may know you by our actions we would ask that you guide us in what you have for us this day and lead us in your way intercession as living stones we are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to you, O God, through your Son. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your own possession, that we may declare your praises, you who called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Yahweh, I would beg and I would plead that you move into the churches, your church, on the earth. And into those people who attend these churches. Who call themselves yours and yet do not know you. I would ask that you move them into relationship with you. So that they can hear your voice. Converse with you. And learn what is true by your mouth. Help your people to be holy. Affirmation. How shall we escape if we ignore your great salvation, O God? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord Jesus, was confirmed by those who heard him. You also bore witness to it by signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of your Holy Spirit distributed according to your will. The faith of your chosen people and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness is faith and knowledge resting in the hope of eternal life. It is eternal life that you promised before the beginning of time, and you do not lie. At the appointed time, you manifested your word through the preaching entrusted to the apostles by your command, O God, our Savior. Yeshua, we, I, thank you 
for the great gift of salvation and forgiveness and righteousness that you gave to us. By choice, you put yourself to death so that we could be your brothers and sisters. I can think of no greater gift. Thanksgiving. We will give thanks to you, O Lord, for you are good. Your loving kindness endures forever. Your word is settled in heaven forever, O Lord. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You, esta you establish the earth and it stands. Your laws continue to this day according to your purposes. For all things serve you. Father God, thank you. Thank you for this magnificent earth that even in its brokenness and in its falling away from perfection, it is still so beautiful and wonderful and amazing. What a great gift you've given us. Closing prayer. Our soul silently waits for you alone, our, O God. Our salvation comes from you. You alone are our rock and our salvation. You are our stronghold and we will never be shaken. May you be blessed, O Lord God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. We praise you, O Lord. All right, so I got to do some quick mental math. I can just pull up a calendar. That'd probably be easier. So I'm just going to pause this all right so day 68 is where we're going to start which kind of works out as the um well we we had left off in genesis before we're now in numbers but we're not that far off for we left off i believe we were reading um in joseph or maybe that was in the nsc where we were in joseph that's quite possible anyways now we're going to be talking about um in moses in the old testament so so that'll be It'll always, I mean, I don't know, we'll, we'll learn. Whatever it is, whatever we read, we're going to learn. And he has a, um, he's laid out um, in order for the, to read through a year. And then in each section, there's um, some words in purple that I think are from um, Oswald Chambers. So we'll start, and it says, Passionate Zeal from Mark 11, uh, 15. We bring to the New Testament a sentimental conception of our Lord. We think of him as the meek and mild and gentle Jesus, and make it to mean that he was of no practical account whatever. Our Lord was gentle and lowly in heart, yet watch him in the temple. Meekness and gentleness were not the striking features there. We see instead a terrible being with a whip of small cords in his hands, overturning the money changers' tables and driving out men and cattle. Is he the meek and gentle Jesus there? He is absolutely terrifying. No one dare interfere with him. Who could he not have driven? Why could he not have driven them out in a gentler way? Because passionate zeal had eaten him up with a detestation of everything that dared to call his father's honor into disrepute. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. The defecation of commercial enterprise. 
Everything of the nature of wrong must go when Jesus Christ begins to clean his father's house. To add, he is going to clean your house. You are a temple when you agree with him that he can dwell in you. You have become a temple and the Holy Spirit and the flesh oppose each other. So the flesh must go. Your temple must be cleansed. And the quicker you cleanse the temple, the better your walk with him will be. Numbers 15, 1 and 16 through 50. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you have come into the land you are to inhabit, which I am giving to you, and you make an offering by fire to the Lord, a burnt offering or a sacrifice, to fulfill a vow or as a free will offering or in your appointed feast, to make a sweet aroma to the Lord from the herd or the flock. Then he who presents his offering to the Lord shall bring a grain offering of one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with one-fourth of a hen of oil, and one-fourth of a hen of wine as a drink offering you shall prepare with the burnt offering or the sacrifice for each lamb. Or for a ram you shall prepare as a grain offering two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with one-third of a hen of oil. And as a drink offering, you shall offer one-third of a hen of wine as a sweet aroma to the Lord. And when you prepare a young bull as a burnt offering, or as a sacrifice to fulfill a vow, or as a peace offering to the Lord, then shall be offered with the young bull a grain offering of three-tenths of an epaph of fine flour mixed with half a hen of oil. And you shall bring as the drink offering half a hen of wine as an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Thus it shall be done for each young bull, for each ram or for each lamb or young goat, according to the number that you prepare, so that you shall do with every one according to their number. All who are native-born shall do these things in this manner, in presenting an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. And if a stranger dwells with you, or whoever is among you throughout your generations, and would present an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord, just as you do, so shall he do. One ordinance shall be for you of the assembly, and for the stranger who dwells with you, an ordinance forever throughout your generations, as you are, so shall the stranger be before the Lord. One law and one custom shall be for you and for the stranger who dwells with you. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land to which I bring you, then it will be when you eat of the bread of the land that you shall offer up a heave offering to the Lord. You shall offer up a cake of the first of your ground meal as a heave offering, as a heave offering of the threshing floor, so shall you offer it up. Of the first of your ground meal you shall give it to the Lord a heave offering throughout your generations. If you sin unintentionally and do not observe all these commandments which the Lord has spoken to Moses, all that the Lord has commanded you by the hand of Moses from the day the Lord gave commandment and onward throughout your generations, 
then it will be, if it is unintentionally committed, without the knowledge of the congregation, that the whole congregation shall offer one young bull as a burnt offering, as a sweet aroma to the Lord, with its grain offering and its drink offering according to the ordinance, and one kid of the goats as a sin offering. So the priest shall make an atonement for the whole congregation of the children of Israel, and it shall be forgiven them, for it was unintentional. They shall bring their offering, an offering made by fire to the Lord, and their sin offering before the Lord for their unintended sin. It shall be forgiven the whole congregation of the children of Israel, and the stranger who dwells among them, because all the people did it unintentionally. And if a person sins unintentionally, then he shall bring a female goat in its first year as a sin offering. So the priest shall make atonement for the person who sins unintentionally, when he sins unintentionally before the Lord to make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. You shall have one law for him who sins unintentionally, for him who is native-born among the children of Israel, and for the stranger who dwells among them. But the person who does anything presumptuously, whether he is native-born or a stranger, that one brings reproach on the Lord, and he shall be cut off from among his people, because he is despised the word of the Lord, and he has broken his commandment. That person shall be completely cut off, his guilt shall be upon him. Now, while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. They put him under guard, because it had not been explained what should be done to him. And then the Lord said to Moses, The man must surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So as the Lord commanded Moses, all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him with stones, and he died. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel. Tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and to put a blue thread in the tassel of the corners. And you shall have the tassel, that you may look upon it, and remember all the commandments of the Lord, and do them and that you may not follow the harlotry to which your own heart and your own eyes are inclined, and that you may remember and do all my commandments, and to be holy for your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Now Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abraham, the sons of Elab, and on the son of Pelath, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, two hundred and fifty leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You took too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? So when Moses heard it, he fell on his face, and he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is, who is his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near to him. That one whom he chooses, he will cause to come near to him. Do this, 
Take censors, Korah, and all your company, put fire in them, and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow, and it shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses is the Holy One. You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi, is it a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to serve them? And that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you? And are you seeking the priesthood also? Therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord, and what is Aaron that you complain against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abraham the sons of Elab, but they said, We will not come up. It is a small thing that you have brought, up, brought us up out of the land, flowing with milk and honey, to kill us in the wilderness, that you should keep acting like a prince over us. Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. Then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Do not respect their offering. I have taken one donkey from them. Now I have hurt one of them. And Moses said to Korah, Tomorrow you and all your company be present before the Lord, you and they as well as Aaron. Let each take his censor and put incense in it, and each of you bring his censor before the Lord, two hundred and fifty censors, both you and Aaron, each with his censor. So every man took his censer, put fire in it, laid incense on it, and stood at the door of the tabernacle of meeting with Moses and Aaron. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation, and the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. And then they fell on their faces and said, O oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, and you be angry with all the congregation? So the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Ibram. Then Moses rose and went to Dathan, and Abram and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. So they got away from around the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abram. And Dathan and Abram came out and stood at the door of their tents, with their wives, their sons, and their little children. And Moses said, By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own will. If these men die naturally, like all men, or if they are visited by the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing, and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit, then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord. Now it came to pass, as he finished speaking all these words, that the ground split apart under them, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households, and all the men with Korah with all their goods. So they and all those with them went down alive into the pit. The earth closed over them, and they perished from among the assembly. When a man becomes severed from God, his life tumbles into turmoil and confusion. That is a footnote. I agree.
continued, Then all Israel who were around them fled at their cry, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us up also. And the fire came out from the Lord and consumed the two hundred and fifty men who were offering incense. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, to pick up the censors out of the blaze, for they are holy, and scatter the fire some distance away. The censors of these men who sinned against their own souls, let them be made into hammered plates as a covering for the altar, because they presented them before the Lord. Therefore they are holy, and they shall be assigned to the children of Israel. So Eleazar, the priest, took the bronze censers which those who were burned up had presented, and they were hammered out as a covering on the altar, to be a memorial to the children of Israel that no outsider who was not a descendant of Aaron should come near to offer incense before the Lord, that he might not become like Korah and his companions, just as the Lord had said to him through Moses. And on the next day all the congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. Now it happened when the congregation had gathered against Moses and Aaron that they turned toward the tabernacle of meeting, and suddenly the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces. So Moses said to Aaron, Take a censer and put fire in it from the altar, put incense on it, and take it quickly to the congregation, and make atonement for them, for wrath has gone out from the Lord, the plague has begun. Then Aaron took it as Moses commanded, and ran into the midst of the assembly, and already the plague had begun among the people. So he put in the incense and made atonement for the people, and he stood between the dead and the living, so the plague was stopped. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700, besides those who died in the Korah incident. So Aaron returned to Moses at the door of the tabernacle of meeting, for the plague had stopped. Wow. That's a lot in a very short period of time. Uh, Psalms 32, 1-5 through 5. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Indeed whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old, though my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. Selah. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Proverbs 11, 16-18 A gracious woman retains honor, but ruthless men retain riches. The merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. The wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. Mark 11, 1-19 Now, when they drew near Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, and he said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has set. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, 
Why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it, and immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there and said to them, What are you doing loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded, so they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now the next day he was hungry, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to it to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who brought, bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves? And the scribes and chief priests heard it, and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. When evening had come, he went out to the city. Oswald says in the teaching of Jesus Christ, prayer is the working of the miracle of redemption in me. Um, I would agree that without prayer, we have no hope. Well, we have salvation, but without prayer, it's just the greatest asset we have. Uh, March 9th evening, Daily Light. They sang it as it were a new song, a new and living way which he consecrated for us, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. There is nothing you can do to be saved. End of story. Now, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. You were slain, and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number, crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. How great is our God. How wonderful is He. How amazing in every way. May we follow Him 
and worship him and love him forever. Amen.